Hello, it is I, Jacqueline Kitzman, coming to you on cold medicine because I am eternally catching whatever my nanny children bring home to me. This is the Awakened Tarot podcast, um, and I want to start off with, okay, so first and foremost and most importantly, let's talk about current events because this is a half tarot, half current events podcast. Um, no, but I do think it's important to talk about several things that have come up because I don't think that it's whether or not you specifically yourself pay attention to the news, you are effective collectively by the things that happen on a collective energetic level. So that is a huge reason why I talk about these things. Also, we have listeners in like uh, everywhere, like there are listeners everywhere. And I think it's really important for them to know, like if they are personally affected by something like that they're seen or that what they're going through is seen or they're, it's getting brought a, like there's awareness being brought to it. So one, yes, of course, we have the situation in Ukraine. It's not getting better. Russia's attempt is preparing to, they are they are going to attempt to take the south and southeastern parts of Ukraine, south and east parts of Ukraine. Um, they're planning to do that by May 9th because May 9th is victory day for World War II in Russia, where Russia celebrates their specific conquering of World War II. I'm not going to pretend like I've like I know more about that situation. That's just bare minimum research I've done. So they're going to attempt to take the south and east southeastern parts of Ukraine by May 9th. That is the current logic. Um, along with that, they have um, the mayor of the Donbass or the governor of the Donbass region has asked Ukrainians to flee and evacuate that zone. So many hundreds, if not thousands of them did. And then the Russian military bombed an airport, killing, I believe, the last count that I saw was 52 and wounded 100 more, um, though likely the the fatalities will increase if they have not already. That is mostly women and children, as men cannot leave Ukraine right now. So mostly the people fleeing were women and children. Um, it's terrible. It's awful. It's a lot of really big humanitarian crises happening over in Ukraine. And of course, this is not the only, this is not the only country in the last motherfucking, even our generation that Russia has, has destroyed um, Chechnya. I wonder, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, but as well as Syria, um, just so, so many other countries, it's terrible. So pay attention to this because if, they do happen. They're not going to just stop. This is a years long war that is occurring and they're not going to just stop with Ukraine where they to take it. They'll move on likely next to Moldova and other um, Baltic countries that are not a part of NATO. Moving on um, to other things happening in America, Oklahoma has just passed a complete abortion ban. Um, I believe it's no abortions after 15 weeks. Um just awful fucking awful um tennessee is is attempting to do the same thing and in texas right now um i just read this morning about a woman who was arrested for attempting an abortion on herself she was arrested for murder murder this is fucking crazy crazy y'all there is an absolute attack on the autonomy of people to choose whether or not they want to be fucking pregnant or not There are a thousand reasons for a person to decide they are not ready to have a child, whether that be because they just don't fucking want one. I mean, because of reasons like sexual assault, ectopic pregnancy, um, they're too young. They're not ready to 
put their body through that. There are a thousand reasons and all of them are important. Um, call your legislators, call your representatives, make it very clear what you what you want them to do, because at the end of the day, your representatives work for you and vote. Those things are really important because those people are elected to reflect the wants and needs of their constituents. You are their constituents. And if your wants and needs are something specific, um, you're going to need to vote <laughs> and also like push your representatives to hold up the values you want them to represent or the laws you want them to represent. You are you have more power than you think you do. And I think a lot of times we don't wield the power we actually do have because we think it doesn't mean anything. But the thing, but the power we do have, like fucking wield it, call your representatives because this is absolute madness right now. Okay. Moving on from the current event section of the podcast to, I guess, jump into the card. Um, thank you to everyone who has joined Patreon and Thank you to everyone who has reviewed the podcast. Thank you for reviewing positively every time you guys post or say anything or join Patreon or interact like or even just message me to let me know that you love the podcast. It really does mean a lot to me. I put a lot of effort. I do this podcast. I I record sick, like laying in my bed on cold medicine. I do it Um, ever since I got this beautiful recording device. I'm really trying to to sit here and deliver. And oh, right. I also need to apologize for last week um, with the snafu with the editing. It was just a editing fucking, you know, like when you edit at 11 p.m. and you have a small child and you're sleep deprived and you have to wake up at 530 the next morning for a job, you're just going to make fucking mistakes. And our our biggest mistake was deciding that we could do it at 11 p.m. and would be fine and could rally. We could not. Um, so we won't be doing that again. But thank you for everyone who listened to the um, you know, more put together version. It was still like utter chaos, but at least like it was a more like, like chronologically, you could see what was happening type of chaos. Um, so yeah, I know this intro has been super long, so we'll go ahead and just jump straight into the card now. The card we're going to talk about today is the Emperor. It is card four in the Major Arcana. The Emperor... The emperor, fittingly enough, is ruled by Ares. Um, it's the ram. You've got a person, long beard, think Gandalf, Dumbledore, sitting on a big stone throne. They've got a scepter in one hand. Um, looks vaguely onkish, interestingly enough. You've got um, desert-ish mountains in the background. Um, the emperor, their feet is clad in armor. They're, be- they're wearing a big red cloak. And the background of the card is a very orange color. Fours in the tarot reflect the universe of the self. They reflect your internal workings, who you are, where you see yourself, how you fit into things. Um, a while ago on Patreon, I got to really describe this. And the fours are an interesting number. I think they're the hardest. They're the hardest for me to kind of fit into that framework, but I really I feel like they really do ring true in the in the um specifically the emperor. It is the it is where we set in our roots up until now, and of course there's only three cards prior. Um, well in the in the lifeline because the fool kind of encompasses we are the fool and we encompass all these energies. But so with that logic, then you've got previous to this the magician, the high priestess, and the empress. The emperor is the first time that we're kind of rooting in and we kind of we have to decide, OK, like this is where I'm going to be. This is these are the laws I'm making, the traditions I'm keeping, where I'm going to put my roots in. When I talk about the emperor, you're talking about a very 
stable type energy. Now, I don't want that to be reflected in regards to gender because I don't believe that gender plays a specific role in these things. I do believe that you have two types of energy in the tarot and again, completely separate from the concept of gender. So take that out. You've got cyclic energy and you have stable energy. Um, A stable energy type thing is you're thinking it's specifically represented in the emperor. You're looking at like oak trees, rivers, canyons, Things that have been somewhere for long, for just a a very, very long time. These things are structures that are, you know, slow to craft and slow to erode. I mean, think the Grand Canyon, if you're in the U.S., like that took, what, millions upon millions of years to create the depth that is that canyon. And yet it's still very, very slowly eroding and changing stuff like that. Um, That's not to say that these things are permanent forever and for always. Like they're not like obviously through things like we look at like climate change with the oceans, glaciers, things can and will change. But the idea with the emperor is stability, things you can depend on. I will go to bed tonight and the sun will rise tomorrow. I will walk out my door and I will see grass and I will see sky. That's just that is my permanent fixture. So the emperor represents things that are created to be permanent. That doesn't mean we can't tear things down that don't work. That doesn't mean that if an intrusive plant grows in my garden, I can't get rid of it and plant something else there, right? The In the emperor, in the card four, we are invited to look at what we are creating, what environment we are creating for ourselves, what parts of ourselves are becoming permanent. In the major arcana, of course, we're dealing with a very, um, we're dealing with that source energy, that thing that is over us. So in the emperor, if I were to pull this in a reading, I would look at, I would look at kind of the energy around me and be like, okay, what, what in my mind have I created that I feel has to be in place, but doesn't actually need to be. This could reflect specifically my control issues. Did I build this barrier, this boundary, because I I need it to function? Or is is it time for that to kind of change? The emperor is, it can talk about society, it can talk about patriarchy, but, and it can talk about things that are, Toxic, you know, the same way that any card could talk about potentially toxic things in certain facets. But I think the heart of the emperor is really inviting us to look inwards into ourselves and ask ask ourselves what about us needs to stay stable? What needs to be stable? What are we feeling is eroding or changing that we're not ready for it to change? What what needs to change that we're that we're not allowing to shift? or or evolve because we're too because we're too scared of what comes next from the emperor once we root ourselves into a way of being we head into the hierophant the hierophant is the first time we interact with others the emperor which makes the emperor the last time we truly get to focus solely on our needs they say psychologically that children up until a certain age in childhood, I I believe it may be um, before age 10, I could Google that, but hang with me for a second. The important thing is that children up until a certain age, somewhere before their preteens, operate purely on survival mode. 
They operate on needs, not so much wants. Now, that doesn't mean that a child's ever going to like, if you've ever been with a small child through a toy section of a store and they freak the fuck out over Barbie or G.I. Joe or the blocks or Legos or fucking whatever, and they're freaking out because they want it. For that child, that want is a need, and that need is entertainment and stimulation. That doesn't mean you need to give it to them, that specific toy, but it does mean like that child has a need of to be entertained and stimulated. That's not being met. Children operate off of survival mode. So like think about babies. They scream and they cry. A lot of people kind of have this like weird concept that babies can like manipulate their parents. Like I firmly do not believe that is true. I believe babies are operating an emperor. They are telling you what they need. They are telling you that they need fed, that they need hugged, that they need snuggle, that they need to sleep, that they need their mommy, that they need their daddy, that they need their whatever. They need certain things. In the emperor, we are looking at what our needs are. This is our survival mode. This is, okay, these are my needs. These are the things I cannot shift from. This is the last time in the major arcana in the lifeline that we get to focus solely on our wants and our needs and our our bodies and our environments specifically, because once we leave the emperor, we enter the hierophant and now we're in society. Now we're dealing with others. The emperor is a really beautiful inf- invitation to construct things for ourselves that are permanent while observing what is around us and seeing what needs changed. Sometimes those things are toxic. Sometimes they're not. That is up to the reader to decide, but that is the heart of the emperor. It is truly an invitation to ask ourselves one last time, what are our needs? What's our survival mode? What is permanent for us or what doesn't need to be permanent anymore? That is all I have to say about the emperor. But as we all know, this is the part of the podcast where I come out and actually start to break down for you Maslow's hierarchy of needs in a psychological mindset because I have the Wikipedia page up. No, I'm kidding. I don't actually have the Wikipedia page up. It is the collective reading. Though if you ever wanted to talk about that, I, I truly, I truly like thrive on talking about early childhood psychology. Thank you. Um, the collective reading for this coming week is the reverse six of pentacles. Six is our heart-based number. They are an invitation to go into our inner child, go into what our, you know, that unconditional love, the heart of ourselves and see what we need and also like what others need. The Six of Pentacles is an invitation to give what we can give and give it without expectation or receive what we can receive without guilt and shame. I'm not going to tell you one or the other. The reverse means this and the upright means this. I mean that some of you need to give without expectation and others need to receive without the shame of being given something. That is this coming week. Give your time, attention, money, if possible, to things that you genuinely care about, things you want to see in the world without expectation. And then if you're on the receiving end, if you're if you're on the receiving end, allow people to to love on you. If you need help, I've been both of those things. I've been the person who needs to give in any way they can. And I've also been the person that needs to receive. And it can be hard. I I would say for me, it's harder to receive than it is to give. But both are important because both make us human. That doesn't mean like receiving doesn't always mean like gifts or money or stuff like that. Sometimes like receiving is just genuinely like believing somebody when they compliment you and not thinking that they have some weird ulterior motive or that they don't actually mean it and they're just being nice. 
take, you know, take those things to heart. Sometimes it's much bigger than that and it's much harder. Sometimes receiving means asking for help. Sometimes to receive, it means you have to invite yourself to ask. And that's the scariest part, I think, of receiving is that sometimes to receive, you have to ask and the asking can be the hardest part. But allow yourself to do that. If you genuinely need something, allow yourself to be a receiver and allow that person to be a giver. Because I promise you, so many people want to give. So many people want to give. And if you're a giver, give without expectation. If somebody asks or if you see somebody in need or if you feel the need to donate to somewhere or call a representative, it's not even time. It's not even specifically money. Sometimes it's time. Sometimes it's your voice. Sometimes it's attention. Sometimes it's putting down your whatever you want to do for an hour and listening to your friend, sister, spouse, partner, parent, whatever, and giving them a shoulder or an ear without expecting anything or without shaming them and being like, okay, well, I've given up an hour of my whatever time now to do this. That's the energy. I think sixes are really beautiful. And I think the six of pentacles is a really beautiful reminder that we can give and we can receive. And it's not just talking about money. Okay. My sick fucking ass is going to go drink some emergency and hide under a pillow for the rest of the day. Ta-ta. Mm-hmm.